are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to the What Men Want edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEB, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. And our brother Jay, uh, we have some very special guests in the building today. Uh, we did What Men Want previously uh, with brother Mike and KG, uh, but the, the conversations got so hyped, man. And um, the feedback that we received, you know, they wanted they wanted all the fellas' perspectives. So we we added a few more a few more of our brothers to the call. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what's gonna happen tonight, man. I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, you know, we 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 have been blessed with the opportunity to have this platform to where we can have conversations. And you know, we've been receiving feedback. People have been hitting us up on IG. Um, women primarily it was like yeah you know i have some questions for the men i need the brothers to answer so tonight we get to talk to the brothers to find out what do men really want um and i'm looking forward to this conversation because last week we interviewed the women we got some uh insightful dialogue insight that's how you can describe it we got plenty of insight 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 I still don't think they kept it a buck, but you know, okay. <laughs> okay. It's it, it's typical that, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's it, that's it. We, we, let's have the gentlemen introduce yeah. themselves and then we, 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 got a, we got an agenda of questions to get to and some conversations so we can find out what the men really want. Oh, Chad, kick it off. Yeah, so what's going on, gentlemen? Uh, my name is Chad Cobbs. Um, live in Lake Ridge, Virginia, Woodbridge area. 41, uh, three kids, married. Uh, happy to be here with you guys today. Shout out Hampton University. You know, got to go to my 757 roots. Nice, and, uh, nice. You know, 21, uh, 2107 uh, uh, Harkness Hall. So maybe let's do it. Okay, 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 pirates, pirates in the building, pirates. New Keller. What's happening, uh, New Keller Hardy? Um, not married, don't got no, don't have any kids, you know, we, uh, we still trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, uh, but yo, shout out, I guess I'll uh, echo what the brother Chad says, shout out fam you, I love fam you. Um, and also give a special shout out to the freedom fighters in a free country. That's a, that's a mighty thing. Back one more again, big brother KG. Uh, what's going on everybody? Uh, Kedrick Griffin, uh, 47 years young, married three daughters and I'm still figuring it out too. Um, <laughs> want to shout out my Towson people um that's is it's, it's a PWI but it's also a HBCU at the same time <laughs> be more it's be more that's the county that's out in the county that's out that's in the right. county that's right what's up fellas uh Mike Henderson 25 young one you know um I want to shout out everybody that's watching all the black folk that's watching um, you know, this is a good opportunity to have a healthy space as well as talk about the controversial topics. So happy to be here. Bet, bet. 
Man, we got eight. We got we got we got the eight you in the building, man. <laughs> last I checked, last I checked, man, the eight you was in Hampton. That's what I heard, man. That's what I heard, man. We got fam you in the building. We got time. We got we got Maryland. We got we got B, B more Maryland in the building. <laughs> B more Maryland. <laughs> B more Maryland in the building, man. Oh, it, it's gonna be live tonight, man. It's gonna be live tonight for sure. Most definitely. So let's kick it off. Um Real simple question. What do guys look for? No, let me let me change my wording. I was reading it right off the question list, but I'm gonna change the wording. What do men look for in women? Real simple. So yo, I'll, I'll kick it off a little bit, man, because I think <clears throat> I think it's a loaded question. Because what men look for really depends on what they're looking for at that current time. <clears throat> in their life right you know there's a time and a place for everything i think that at one point you just wanted somebody to have fun with someone you can kick it with someone who enjoy knows how to have fun can do wild stuff with you with you and at that you know and and it doesn't necessarily matter age it really just goes to where you're at in your life at that particular time then you know as you know the times change in your life you start looking for somebody that you know you can just be around to give you some peace. When you come home, you see that person is just peaceful. You can sit back, you can relax. You don't really have to be all, you know, rah, rah. You're going to go out and have a good time. You can just kind of be like, I'm going to sit down with you. We can build, we can talk a little bit, watch some TV, and really just relax. And I think at the end of the day, the, the one piece that I will throw out there for speak, and I can only speak for myself only, is at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, that person that you can sit back with and say, you know what, we did this, we did this together. And, um, you know, our life's now complete. But I, I, I do think inside of all of those three aspects, you, you go through different seasons at different times. And I think that that can be confusing for, and I think women and men do the same thing. I think it can be confusing for women and men because sometimes you're not at the same place in your life, even when you're together. So me, I've been married for, damn, y'all about to get me in trouble. I forget now. 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. Been married for 11 years, three kids. And, you know, there are times where I'm just like, man, damn, I wish I could just go out a while out and maybe I'll come back to the house and maybe I won't. You know what? But when you're in, you know, that type of relationship, you can't do that type of thing. So, like I said, I think it's a loaded question. I think what men want varies by where you are at that particular time in your life. And again, it doesn't have anything to do with age. Yeah, um, that question just makes me think of, I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers that movie, The Brothers, with uh, Bill Bellamy, Shamar Moore. Um, and so they were in different stages of life and looking for different things. Um, at, at different times. And so, uh, you know, when I was in my twenties and thirties, I, I wanted somebody, I wanted companionship. Um, I wasn't, it's going to make me sound real bad, but fuck it. Um, I wasn't looking for anything long-term. Um, I, I, I was looking for a variety. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Would you like to go out sometime? Okay, great. Now I'm, I'm moving on. Cause I got bored easily. I wasn't looking for that companionship. And I knew that I wasn't ready to settle down. And I was up front with women when I met them about, about that as well. I was like, look, I'm not looking 
for long term. If we, if you want to go out, that's great. We can go out from time to time and uh, have some have some fun, and 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 that's it. Because again, I was you know taking trips. Me and my friends, we take road trips, and we go here, we go there, and I I didn't want to be in a monogamous long term relationship because at that point in time, I knew I wasn't going to be tied down to say, oh, wait, wait, wait you want me to stay here? No, uh-uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with my friends. Nah, we, we rolling out this weekend. So at that point, again, it was just companionship, someone to go out, movies, dinner, um, take a weekend trip maybe, and, and that was it. Um, as I've gotten older, um, priorities have changed. And so, um, like, I, like I mentioned, I, I, I'm married. I was looking for someone that had similar interest in me, uh, that, that, that I have, um, someone that I actually liked instead of just only fell in love with. Cause to me, that love thing, that fades. So once things, once that love thing fades, what do you have? Do you have a foundation of friendship and do you genuinely, genuinely like being around each other or does it fade and there's nothing there? So I wanted to build a foundation with someone, um, as I, again, as I've gotten older and I, I didn't want to you know, be on the go as much as I, as I, as I was, uh, before. Um, and so I, I guess it depends, uh, kind of similar to what was already stated. It depends on the stage of life that the, the man is in is going to determine what he's looking for in a, in a woman. I, uh, I 100% agree. Um, I'm going to try not to echo what the brothers before me said too much. Uh, but definitely, uh, um, I know for myself in my 20s and, oh, I forgot to say my age, uh, I'm 36. And particularly in my early 30s when I wasn't as financially stable or secure as I am now, I was just pretty much, I guess, you know, kind of out there, wasn't really looking for anything uh, too serious. Um, so that's that, but to, kind of answer the question that I believe that a lot of people are looking for. Um, something that I believe men look for in a woman, particularly myself, is empathy. Um, because I, I need her to understand, as well as myself, is that a lot of us in this time are, aren't fully complete people. Um, and for a relationship to have his best chance. I believe empathy is is a big role in that because, um, you know, full disclosure with myself, I'm a former foster kid and I've gone through therapy, still go through therapy. And there are still things that happen to me as a child that affect this 36 year old body that I would definitely need some sort of empathy when I go through different times that will cause me to withdraw within myself. Um, when, when I just kind of need a moment to myself, um, if I have a woman that is understanding of that and is able to not take it personally, that is a, that's a big thing for me. Um, so I guess to bring it all together, uh, in my opinion, empathy. I'll go next. Um, 
I don't know. I haven't gotten too far, you know, uh, life-wise to say exactly what I'm looking for as a man and a woman. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned thus far is um, I'm looking for someone to grow with. Um, as I learn more about myself, similar to what Nuclear said, um, as I develop more into myself and um, be more of a man, yet be more of a human in my own instinct and just go through the different things that I go through. Um, I'm looking for someone who kind of understands me there, as well as being able to grow and change and still have interests, still like the person that I fell in love with or, you know, not be so thrown in my passions to where I'm just kind of going to what's exciting. Um, and I think I'm, I'm getting there now more than ever in terms of just kind of understanding my own feelings, my own perceptions, what women are supposed to do and what they don't have to do, all that stuff. Um, and then just figuring out how to plan ahead with someone in the future. You know, I haven't been in a long-term relationship beyond like two years. So seeing what that looks like after that point and, you know, talking about marriage and kids and getting that place together and all that stuff is kind of foreign to me. But just finding somebody that's excited about it and wants to do it with me, wants to help me, wants to be productive is kind of, you know, the big hitters for me right now. I ain't gonna lie, brother Jay. It's, it's interesting because I just had an aha moment myself. Because, you know, when Chad set it off, as far as, you know, our perspective of what we want changes as we have more experiences, right? And it, it, it just dawned on me, like literally, that I was in a committed relationship with my ex-wife prior to us getting married for a substantial amount of time. And, th and then on top of that, I was, I was married for eight years. And so when you talk about what we want and our needs, they change literally almost like, you know, every four years, <laughs> like what you want <laughs> or, or what you thought you want, that shit is going to change. <laughs> for real and so for me i'm like damn i was trying to figure out who i was as a man connected with this person for damn near 20 years for real and you and you change at different stages and so um i was like that's that's true that's true but i, I think at this point man you know hey being back in the single life again which is still strange to me but i want i want a woman that's gonna help me build like, if you can't help me build, man, then, like, ain't no need for us to be together, man. You know, like, I, I, want, I want a woman that's with me shooting in the gym. As much trash as they talk, then bring your ass in the gym. Here's a ball. You go down to that hoop. I'm going to be on, that, on this side. We'll switch, and then we'll shoot together. In the words of Lauren Hill, she said, tell me who I have to be to get some reciprocity. And it took me some years to really, really, really understand what she meant, she was giving her all, but she wasn't receiving what she felt she deserved or what the relationship deserved. And uh, Brother Kev, I, I totally agree with you. Um, taking shots together. And I, I think it can be succinctly said, reciprocity, bro. I agree. I agree. Reciprocity. I think Lauren Hill taught the Black community what that word meant. Like, <laughs> everybody started using it once they heard it on the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Like, shit, it was, what, 98? when that album came out. And so you got people of all ages 
asking that question. You know, who I got to be to get some reciprocity? Like, what does that even mean? I don't they know. Thought it was, they thought it was a fraction term. <laughs> what's the reciprocity on that fraction? What's the reciprocity? You say what? <laughs> or a, a menu item. Like, what I got to do to get some reciprocity? I got to be 21 to get that? Like, what does this even look like? But now as we're older and we're, <laughs> we've developed into these. You need your driver's <laughs> license to go in and get that reciprocity. <laughs> I, I ain't got that reciprocity this week. They said that in the store. Like, where do I have to go to get that? And so I think, as, as everyone said, the more that you experience, the more your desires or things that you look for changes, right? The things that you are exposed to, instead of just, settling for what's in the sample size, recognizing that there's more out there that I could have access to. And then I think that started to charge, charge my mind in terms of what I thought I wanted, but what versus what I was seeing, right? I started to force what I wanted into what I was seeing versus trying to change what I see to match what I wanted. And so the more and more I developed as a man and the more and more, you know, I traveled places, you know, they call me the jet setter. It's nothing for me to be like, New Keller be like, hey, yo, let's ride, let's ride to the Bahamas next week. Say less. Well, shit, let's go today, right? I, I've always been that type of person. So a road trip, my frat brother randomly said, messing with y'all's frat brother, his, his homeboy, he was like, yo, let's ride to Cali. All right, bet. Like, so we jumped in the car. I, I had a backpack and um, a Twix. I said, whatever else I need, I'll get on the road. And it took us like five, six days to get there because we kept stopping, right? And so it was nothing for me to jump in the car and then like take in new experiences and be exposed to different things. And so I think all of us had the same type of response in terms of where we are determines what it is that we're looking for, or it determines what we see, not necessarily what we're looking for. And so sometimes we take, we take what we see because it's available while we're trying to get to what we're looking for. And so my next question, um, what would be, No, I'm going to go back. So we've had See, some... Here come the setup. Here come the setup. <laughs> we've had some experiences, right? We've had some experiences, good experiences, bad experiences. Sometimes, you know, reveries come and we think back like, oh, yo, that was a good time or something will come across your mind. You'll have a familiar scent and you'll be like, hmm, I remember such and such, right? Or you'll go to another place, you'll hear a song and you'll start thinking. What... What did you learn from previous experiences, situationships, and relationships that helped change um, what it is you look for in a woman? Um, let me take this one. Uh, I learned what I would not put up with and would not allow for the sake of the relationship. Um, what I what I mean by that is uh, I was in a long-term committed relationship prior to my wife. And what I realized it was that um, she was the type of woman I should I could be I should be with, 
but she wasn't the one for me to be with. So what I mean by that is she wasn't out in the street. She was, isn't, wasn't at the club. She didn't drink. She was uh, about church. She was focused on education. Um, how, and that was great. In situations, let's just say, for example, if, if I needed, if I was stranded on the side of the road and I would call her, it would go to voicemail. Not she would push the button, it would just ring, 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 and it would go to voicemail. Um, and it would be about at least 10 minutes before she checked her phone to call me back. And so because she was the type of woman that I felt as though I should be with, I said, all right, well, and again, I had never been in a committed long-term relationship. I'm saying, I think we were together for like six years. Um, I, I didn't know any different. I thought, oh, maybe this is what relationships are, are, are supposed to be like, and maybe this is what some of the things that you put up with. And the other thing too, she didn't build, she, she wasn't building me up. Um, I had some ideas of some things that I wanted to do and she was like, oh, all right. No, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, you're a creative person. What can I do to get this off the ground and running? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's really your thing. I'm like, whoa, okay, hold up. This, this is not where I need to be. And so that's, not to get too deep, one of the <laughs> many reasons why I was like, okay, this is not working. I, you need to move on. I need to move on. I wish nothing but the best. I have no ill will against you. Um, so again, when I met my my now wife, it was it was like a 180. It was like, wait, you, you actually are are pushing me to do these things? Oh, okay. When I call, you actually pick up on the third ring. What? Okay. If I if I leave a voicemail, you do call me right. Oh, whoa. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, there are some other things too, but those are the types of things that I realized that I didn't have to um, accept um, in a relationship because it was and accepted as the status quo, uh, simply because I, and I think Ronald, you kind of mentioned it. I, I may be going along the lines of what you just mentioned, um, not necessarily selling, settling for what you see, but accepting what you see because you don't know that there's something different, if that makes sense. So that's what I have. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. It does sure. make sense. Um, absolutely. I guess I'll go next. <clears throat> um, well, since Brother Kev said he don't feel like the uh, women kept it a buck, I'm just going to use whatever colorful language uh, comes to mind. Uh, um, so, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the question was, what did you learn from previous relationships, situationships, et cetera? Uh, it was a few things. One of the main things I can say from a previous relationship that I learned, and this particular relationship is pretty impactful in my life because um, I think of myself as two people, one before her and the person I am after her. So, you know, if you, you want to think of it like Jesus, before this woman, after this woman. Um, this relationship taught me a whole lot. And the main takeaway was to love unconditionally. Uh, I remember she and I were having a conversation and you know, things weren't the best. And she asked me what would happen if we were to break up. And I told her, well, 
you know, I don't know if we can talk, I don't know if we can be friends, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, she really opened my eyes to some things. She said, well, you know, I don't think it's fair that you can only love me who, for who I am in this one particular situation or this one particular way. And, um, and I really thought about that. And, and what's, what's crazy about the synchronicity of life, the very next day I was in the, in the, driving around in the car and um, CeeLo Green, the almighty CeeLo Green, the soul machine was on the radio talking about his ex-wife and how he has learned to love her unconditionally, even though they are not married anymore. And I was just like, wow, this, this absolutely has to be a sign from the ancestors to your boy. And, um, and so that understanding to love a woman unconditionally has really changed this motherfucker that I am as opposed to who I was. Uh, and um, I think it has made me a better person just in life. Because if I can just love a person, no matter what little pitfalls that my pseudo perfect mind can build around them and just love them for who they are, for what they have, for what they bring to the table, no matter if I'm in a, a romantic relationship or not, um, I can have better quality relationships be a better quality man for myself and uh, definitely be a better steward for the world. And uh, one more thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, relinquish my speaking time, is transparency. A lot of things that women I've recognized from previous relationships, I, I, I like to think of myself, I am the result of a, the work of a collection of women in my life. I, I, I just have to say that. And, and to push it even further, I am a result of the work that black women put into my life. Just, you know, I don't know your audience. If there's some folks that's gonna have an issue with this, my apologies. But um, I'm a result, the man that is standing right here or sitting right here in front of the Zoom call is, is, is a result of the work that black women put into my life. And um, something that I've learned is the importance of transparency. Uh, so, you know, what, what, what the brother uh, Kendrick, uh, Kedrick, excuse me, was, was saying before me, you pick up the phone after three calls. I'll let you know where the hell I am. Uh, this is who the fuck I'm hanging out with. I don't give a fuck because I'm not out here doing some crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like only, in my opinion, only a dude that's up to bullshit is not gonna be transparent. You know what I'm saying? If they're doing something that will violate the terms of the relationship, uh, we'll try to hide things. We'll try to sneak around and do miscellaneous other things. So uh, to, to love unconditionally and transparency are the two big things that I've learned in previous relationships. So, so gentlemen, this is, this is Chad. And, you know, just listening to what you said, I, I had a whole different way that I was going to go with this part of the conversation. But, uh, you know, I, and I, I think what's great about this conversation is we're getting a lot of different perspectives from a lot of different individuals. Because one of the things that I learned in a previous relationship, I was in a relationship that was <laughs> a long-term relationship. And, you know, I'm not sure if you guys remember the old 
Martin Lawrence joint where he was like, you know, I'm that dude at the club and some footy. Some don't do me like that. Where you at? What you doing? Oh like, yeah, he hey, went to the you club know, to go get his girl and some and some footies, right? <laughs> you know, and, 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 and at one point, man, uh, this one chick, man, that I was dealing with, and I was dealing with her for a long time. I was that guy, and you know, when I think back to it now, I can I can laugh about it. You know, it was completely different from my wife. You know, it's one of those songs where what I learned and, and it's kind of almost contrary to what was just said is not being stifling is one of the mantras that is something that I learned from that relationship. I was stifling as hell, not trifling, stifling as hell. I want to call up. If you didn't answer on the second or third ring, I'm pissed off. You didn't answer on the second or third ring. You know, if you didn't call me back in two hours. I'm pissed off you didn't call me back in two hours. Not thinking, shit, I'm just busy. She just busy. What happens if she calls you and you can't pick up? You're in the middle of doing something else. You don't have the ability to talk. So it wasn't, you know, and I don't say that in the, in the sense of I'm not being transparent. That's not, that's not what I mean by that. But I think that what I learned through those relationships is you have to give a person the ability to be themselves, to do things that make them happy. And those things may or may not include you all the time. Sometimes, you know, and I, I was listening to someone else speak a little bit earlier. I think, I think it was um, RJ and when he was saying that, you know, he was that jet setter guy, let's go jump on the plane, let's shoot down to the Bahamas. Well, I was definitely that guy, right? Let's go, dude, I, like, meet me in Vegas. I'm, I'm leaving today, and I had no plans when I went to work this morning, but I'm going to leave early, and let's just go to Vegas. Yeah, right? you, were that I, you were that guy. You were that guy. <laughs> you were that guy. And, you know, and, and I, and I, sorry, and I, and I lived in Virginia. So that's a real, you know, you really got to make a trip. So, you know, it's one of these things where, I, you know, and, and, and even now I wrestle with, wanting to do that and it's not that I don't love my family love my wife I mean I got I've got three little girls man so I definitely want to make sure I set a really good example for them but it's um sometimes as I was saying earlier about the seasons you that's the season you're in and it's not that you're there for a long period of time it's just that you're there right now this is what I want to do right now and to bring that back to what I was saying I, I think that inside of a relationship you have to learn to be flexible to not be stifling of what that other individual wants to do because the truth of the matter is that individual was who who he or she was when you met them those things that you loved about that person those things that you fell in love with are the same person that that person is so when you're inside that relationship whether you've been married for 50 years or whether you've only been dating for one month that person is still at the core that person that you met and they're still going to want to do those things that he was he or she was doing at that particular time now i'm not saying that they were out here you know you know y'all know what i'm saying out here doing xyz you know that's what they were doing but inside of that relationship you've got to give that person the leeway to be spontaneous and to be spontaneous not only with you but to be spontaneous in the things they want to do and i think that when we get in relationships and we we um, we, we try to move forward and we do the things that we think are right inside of a relationship. Hey, well, it's Friday. I'm at my girl's house. or I'm at my, we and my wife, we're going to spend this entire day together. Well, yeah, that, th those are cool things to do, but there's also the, the cool thing to do also is, Hey man, look, when you met me, I used to like to go out with my friends on Friday nights. I'm not saying you go out every Friday night, but 
I used to like to go out with my friends on Friday nights and we like to hang out and we like to drink, but we're not going to get in any trouble. We like to drink, have fun, talk shit. That's what fellas enjoy doing. Well, at least fellas that I know and hang out with, that's what they enjoy doing. Don't stifle that individual to the point where they feel like they're changing to meet um, a, a, a criteria that they, at their core, really just are not. And, and what I, and to, to roll it back, what I learned from that relationship that I was in is I was stifling the hell out of her. She liked to, she was a person that liked to be out with a bunch of people hanging out, just, you know, center of attention. And I was like, well, shit, man, I want you to sit your ass at home. <laughs> it wasn't who she was. We worked out the way that we wanted to, you know, we, we, when we were together, things worked out well. But when she wanted to go out and do the things that made her happy, the things that made her that core person as who she was, it would piss me off. And being pissed off spilled over, right? And so what I learned from that relationship is, look, as much as you don't like to be stifled and you like to do things that make you happy, you have to give everyone space to not be stifled do the things that make you happy. And there's always a compromise. There's no one way is right, one way is wrong. There's a compromise right there in the middle. And from previous, that previous relationship taught me a lot. And um, that's really well learned. Don't stifle the other person. Let that person enjoy time. As soon as they leave the house, don't call them in two hours. Leave me the hell alone, man. You, I told you what I was going to do. Well, why are you calling me? I'm doing the same shit I told you I was going to do. Don't call me right now. I'm busy, right? And it's not that you're doing anything trifling or anything like that. It's just, let me enjoy my time the way, same way I let you enjoy your time. And, and that's what I learned that from that relationship. You've got to give people the ability to do that. I think, so, yes, I, I will echo your sentiments. One of, the, one of the things that I'm noticing with uh, a lot of my couple clients is that people get into relationships and then they try to... Um, create this whole entire new identity that they didn't have before they got into the relationship. And I have to help people understand that the relationship is about two people creating something together, not two people becoming two new people. Right. And so it's like, I am bringing myself 100% to the relationship. You are bringing yourself 100% to the relationship. And we still have our individual likes. We still have our things that we want to do that, we really, we probably don't really want to do everything with you. Like our life will not be consumed by the person we are in a relationship with. However, our life will be complemented by the person that we're in a relationship with. Right. And so I give this example all the time. Like my girlfriend be like, Hey, my friends want to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, all right, cool. Go for it. Oh, do you want to go? No. And it's not that I don't really want to hang out with them. It's like, yo, those are your friends. Like go do your thing. Right. Because when my friends call, I'm going to come, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And then the friends that we find along this road together that are also in relationships, then we can hang together. But it's like, you still have to be able to have a sense of identity within the relationship or, right, if I start becoming consumed with what you're doing and you become consumed with what I'm doing, that gets born real quick. Yo, but I, I'll, I'll add to that, though. You know, I, I agree with everything that was said, but I also think there's a, a strong balance that as men, we have to make a decision, right? At some point in our, in our life. All right. Yeah, I know I want to hang out with the fellas, but also you need to hang out with your woman, too, right? However, I think that 
sometimes we try to apply like a, a one size fits all approach. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. It's like, all right, well, yo, man, well, you know, you know, the, you know, women, they think they know everything. So they'll sit back and they'll say, well, I can do whatever your friends do with you, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, all right, let's go to, uh, let's go to, let's go to the park on a Friday at about 11.30 p.m. Like, like, let's get there at like midnight though. We're going to get, we're going we're gonna to pull up about 1130. We're going to get there about midnight. If there's a line, then we're going to wait in this line. Or if you balling like that, all right, we're going to cut the line. <laughs> and uh, the drinks is on you. <laughs> Since you can do what Since the fellas do. Since you can do what my friend do. The drinks going to be on you. <laughs> let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So I think like we try to use a, like a one size fits all approach. But I really do think with your woman, you have to be, you have to want to do things that are similar because like you said, brother Jay, like if you're trying to build something together, then damn, y'all gotta have some, y'all gotta have some cops, something in common in order to to do that. Like, I don't think you can be in a relationship with a woman and y'all live like two different lifestyles. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I do think, I do think like as men, we got to figure out like, what our women want and what we want and it's the same thing and we enjoy it and then we just we, we kind of create the script as far as like how we like to get down like she don't need to go to the club or i don't want to go to the book club right and, I, and that's I cool think, and that's all right <laughs> just like you know with work-life balance it's like a relationship balance right it's like things that we do together now i'm not saying get down to the point where you're scheduling happy hours on the calendar with okay i got from 5 to 5 45 to hang out with new color and then i got to be back home so we can watch this movie and eat dinner and then you know the, her girls are supposed to come over so i think they'll be done around 8 45 and then that like no Bruh, i would I, be miserable I would be miserable. Wouldn't be me. It wouldn't yeah, be me. And, <laughs> and, and like like you said, um, dad, who who made the Martin reference? Because it's like, baby, I got hey, to breathe. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I got to breathe, baby. I got to breathe. <laughs> I got to breathe. So, so uh, my wife and I, we have mutual friends in common. So there there will be times where um, if the friend, my, our friends and their significant others are getting together, she and I will get together with them. Um, but if it's just me and my friends, she'd be like, all right, go have a good time. Okay, peace. Uh, I, I might be home tonight or I may crash at, at Derek's house because you, you don't want me driving home in the condition that I'm going to be in. Um, so it, it, it is that delicate balance. Um, and we, we, got, we, we work it out best we can because we don't want to, um, to smother each other and definitely want her to have her separate life outside of me and she wants me to have a separate life outside of her which is 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 beautiful um so yeah it's it's definitely that balance that you have to have and and like you said kevin it is stressful if you gotta schedule it in like you said from 5 to 5 45 so at at 5 50 i'm gonna go meet with them though okay i do that shit at work i do that shit at work i'm not doing that in my damn house Listen, when we when 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 all four of us worked together, we went to happy hour. We were like, all right, bet. I, I was the one to be like, all right, six o'clock. I got to be out because I'm going back to West Virginia. It's nine o'clock. We're getting another round. KG's cussing because he was supposed to be gone at seven. Mike can't find his car keys. I'm and like, I live right, down just... the street, so it was. Right. <laughs> Kevin Kevin said, ah, oh, just oh shit, just go ahead and get another drink. So what do we all do? We get another drink. 
it's now 945. I'm just like, damn. We got to be at the office eight o'clock. I'm just like, this was a bad idea. And so like understanding that the time away, like in a relationship, the time away, the time apart that we have from each other, like it gives us stuff to talk about when we get back together. But like if we're doing everything together, grocery shopping, laundry, going to run air, like everything together, then we live together. Like I, no, I don't see that for me, that wouldn't work. It may work for some people. It'll make me itch. It's making some me women itch like that though, man. It. They want to do everything with their man. Like they want to do everything, brother. And they man. need to get friends. That's what yeah. that boils down to. They need <laughs> yeah. to get yes. friends. No, I ain't trying. I get oh, it. I get it. You like me. I get it. You like me. You might even love me. But yeah. yo, I need you to have like your own life. <laughs> get some friends. Right? They, right. No, they they want to do everything together until you show them what you do when you together with your friends. Like. For instance, I always get the comment, well, what, what do you and your friends do while you're out? Well, we drink and talk shit and talk about crass things all night. Well, so you, you did that from seven to eight. No, I did that from seven to two. Because, and as a matter of fact, the only reason I left is because I didn't feel like, you know, having an argument when I got home. I would have done it from seven to five. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I don't think they really understand the, the intricacies of, look, I just want to drink. And talk about ratchet shit with my friends, and we ain't out doing nothing. And we might, we might go to the MGM at three thirty in the morning. You know, that, but that's that our happen. business. That could happen. <laughs> that could happen, and it has happened, and probably will happen. And I'll probably be, you know, in trouble for it the next time I do it. But uh, it was well worth the fun. <laughs> <laughs> and at, we need that. We need that moment. Now, I'm not saying do this every weekend. But what I am saying, yeah, like, everybody, is, everybody, everybody approaching forty, with the exception of brother Mike, we we can't do our bodies can't allow us to do it. No, nope. no, nope. I don't, I don't even know how I did it when I was Mike's age. Like, just <laughs> thinking about like the sto the stories that I can sit and tell about going from Monday night all the way to Sunday night, <laughs> sleeping Monday morning and doing it all over again. I don't know how I did it. Hell, I. After this, I'm probably gonna take a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna take a nap because I'm just like shit. I don't know why I'm tired, but we do we do me. throw a hell of a Zoom party though, brother Jay. We I, throw a hell of a Zoom party. <laughs> so, okay, we we learned some lessons from the exes, and I'm gonna stay in this in this area. This question came in and said, "How do you deal with the case of the ex?" These are your answers, and you have to pick one. All right, do you do an instant cut off? Is there a slow separation? Answer C is, shit, we still kick it. Or four, all is well that ends well. I'll read the answers again. And the question, how do you deal with the case of the X? Is there A, an instant cutoff? B, a slow separation? C, shit, we still kick it. Or D, all is well that ends well. I feel like I know what kick it means, so I don't want to say that. But um, <laughs> in terms in terms of all of all is well that ends well, I can respect that. But I'm a I'm a zero communications type person. If we've been in, if it's a real relationship and you done love the person, you done you know shared intimate moments of your life with a person, you done you you held them to the highest regard that you could emotionally, romantically, it's, it's hard for me. And, you know, I'm 25, whatever. I might learn a different lesson later. But it's hard for me to um, to say, you know, 
cool. I'll hit you up in like a couple months when we process all this out and we can be friends, you know, from like even excluding my last relationship. Um, my first relationship from a couple years back, um, we cool, but that's it. I don't answer the phone like that. I might respond to a text. I might respond to the, the tag on Instagram or something like that. I might say happy birthday, but for the most part, I have no interest in everyday communications or just rather a close relationship after that. So you would say, hey, an instant cutoff? Yeah. Because okay. it didn't work. The, shit. The first time it happened to me, tried to do the instant cutoff, came back, didn't work. And I was like, all right, if we break up, that's it. I'm not about to find your Gmail account, start sending you emails. I'm not about to send you messages on Instagram. I'm not about to call you 50 times. That's it. When I did that, I felt better. I was like, yeah, it's, it's too much to string it on and then try to, to process while you're still engaging with the person. You got to get some downtime. Okay. Yo, man, I'm going to come from the OG perspective, yo. I, I got to deal with us, my baby mama and ex-wife. <laughs> so I got I to gotta pick up the phone and talk to her. I block her ass, though. I block her ass in a heartbeat. I block her ass in a heartbeat, man. My son got a phone. Somebody got to talk to me. Somebody can get to me. You're a fool, dog. <laughs> I block her ass in a heartbeat. But at the end of the day, like, a, 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 any future woman that I meet, right, they're going to have to just understand Yo, man, I got I got to deal with it forever. So my so, answer is similar to Kevin's. I okay. got to deal with my ass because that's that's my oldest daughter's mother. Um, but we don't we do not communicate outside of our daughter. It's not hey, how was your day? Hope you're doing well. No, how's Kamani doing? All right, cool. Now Kamani got a phone. I can text her directly. So every everyone else before her though, cut. Yeah, you got. You got to keep. Was it a, was it an instant cut? Like when you was, when you was when you was cared on campus. <laughs> <laughs> when you was cared on campus, going to the Republic Garden. Yeah, was it like, man. Was it like an instant cut off, or was it was like, okay, Shorty, I see you. We ain't gonna talk like right now, but I'm I I, I see you noticing me, and I just wanted to to say that you know I, I you know I nah, noticed. We, we talking about we talking about the Northeast Groover KG. Yeah, that. that <laughs> The 202 Northeast Michigan yeah. Park KG, I was I still cut her off. It was okay. Look, we we have a child. We're we're co-parenting at this point. We have nothing, nothing moving forward. Um, and it was a process. Um, not because she was blowing up my phone or anything. It was just the communication between us. We had our issues mm -hmm. that we had to work through in addition to co-parenting. Um. But yeah, that was that was a cutoff though. Nah, no going back. Okay, Nuke. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna save my little hand up for later because I feel like these questions are gonna get a little more difficult. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, look, he hedging his bets. <laughs> so, um, pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm going to preface what I'm saying by saying that I believe I look at love a little differently from the average cat on the street. With that being said, I am going to say, I'm going to go with all's well that ends well. Um, I still have some sort of relationship with previous women that I've 
either dated or been um or that I recreated with. Let me let me just put it like that. You know, there was quite a bit of recreation going on. That was, that was <laughs> still in that. I'm still in that. When no, Kevin. No. <laughs> no. No, no, Kevin. That no. ain't a pickup line. That ain't a pickup no. line. In the next half hour. When can you recreate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are hilarious. Um, <laughs> but being that I, I'm I'm ever learning how to practice unconditional love, I will say that I still keep in contact with for lack of a better term, exes. I still want to know how they're doing, you know what I mean? Just just, just for the sake of their humanity. I want to, you know, if I had a relationship with their parents, how you, how you folks doing, et cetera. Um, I, I've been fortunate to not have too many very complicated relationships where things are just completely cut off in recent years. So I, I, I think that all's well that ends well because I do have a respect for whatever I'm in at the moment. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess that up. So whatever agreed upon uh, 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 rules or type of relationship the woman and I decide to have. And, and, and I say that knowing that there are so many types of relationships out in the world, you know, you could be monogamous, you could be polygamous, you could be pan or, or whatever it is. Um, all's well that ends well for me with respect to whatever I am in in that moment. Yeah, I got to say for me, it's all's well that ends well. And I've got some, uh, uh, I won't say relationships, but there are still people that, you know, it's, it's cordial. Hey, how are you? You know, it doesn't have to be a complete turn off. I'm not speaking to you ever again. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get into the, Hey man, what you doing tonight conversation, because that can go a whole lot of different ways. You know, it's kind of like the Jill Scott dream where she was like, I'm going to say some things and you're going to say some things. Right. So I'm not trying to get into that kind of conversation, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it, I think having a cordial relationship, as long as, you know, it's not a, uh, you know, as long as you can stay cordial and it's just literally cordial, I think that's uh, all well and that ends well. It's a, uh, it's the best course. And I think even I, I, I've always ended on a cordial note. I would say, you know, I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think anybody would say they hate me. You know what I'm saying? Like I never want to talk or see you ever again. And I, I usually take that approach. You know what I mean? Like, like Chad said, if you if you talk to him again, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. But I I don't think I've ever consciously like made that decision. Like I'm not gonna talk to you. I just kind of figured, hey, it's over. So the the likelihood of me not talking to you is is high. That's fair. I I would say I am in all is well that ends well, except for one. There's just one that I. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. All is well that ends well. Like we, it wasn't a bad breakup. It was like, yo, you're going to the left. I'm going to the right. Trying to keep like pulling so we can have something in the middle just ain't working. And so we recognized what it was. Um, It wasn't no, I can't stand you. It was like, yo, go do your thing. 
I, I'm still going to support you. We're still friends. Like, cause we were friends before we got into the relationship. And then like, we just lost the title of relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, but it's like, yo, I'm not coming over to chill with you. I'm not sliding your DMS, but like, we not, I'm not finna text you all night and do all this stuff. Like there's boundaries to that. This lead, well, you know, that conversation leads me to the next question. Do men believe that they can be in love with one female and have feelings for another? Can you love two women simultaneously, um, be in love with one and have feelings for or love another? I just, I, I read it as they wrote it. I read yeah, it as I, they wrote I think, it. I think going back to what the fella said earlier, depending on the stage of your life, because I, I do believe um, we, we, we admire and love certain qualities in women, right? And so, you know, just, let's just say there's two women and both are uh, equally attractive and um, you enjoy spending time with both of them. But one woman may have one quality that the other doesn't have and the other woman has a quality that the previous woman doesn't have. And I've, I've, I've experienced it and I've seen it where, yo, we would, we would thug it out <laughs> with both women because like one is doing something the other isn't or the other is, is kind of like enjoying, enjoying something that you enjoy that the other would never consider. But the woman would say we getting our we we trying to eat our what is it what's the dumbass term you you want your cake and eat it too yeah, I hate there you it go. Mm-hmm. There you, go. you want your mm-hmm. cake and eat what the fuck does that mean what does what I, do you want your I cake buy, and eat it too mean if I buy the cake I'm going to eat the cake yeah yeah and I might have a couple cans of cake that's just what it is <laughs> thanks and uh, 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 a sampler uh, Ron, yeah they got they should they should through, make right and, and brother Ron somehow runs into the most exclusive cakes there in West Virginia. Yeah, man. All the exquisite pastries and tasteries. <laughs> I don't know where he shops, but he finds man. all the exclusives. Yeah. So I'm just saying, man, you know, and I'm, a, I'm already a husky dude, man. So, you know, I like cake. What can I say? That's <laughs> <laughs> it, man. Oh, my God. Shit. That's all I got. But no, but I do think, I do think like sometimes we, as men, like we like qualities and we like certain qualities in women, but we don't want like the whole package, but it's that quality. It's like, damn, man, I really, I really enjoy that. And sometimes we get blinded by the light too, depending yep. on what the quality um, is. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I'll go ahead real quick before the other cats go, because I, I just know, I'm different. I subscribe to a different uh, philosophy of love. Um, I believe that, yes, you can love multiple people at the same time because my philosophy is uh, pretty much just love is love. I know I, I, I was real Christian. And I understand that teaching of different types of love. You got agape, eros, philos, et cetera, right? But for me to make it less complicated, I just say love is love. The things that differentiate my love between different people is what I decide to do with that love. Thanks. So if I say I love this woman and I want to have sex with her, and we agree on a monogamous relationship, then she is the only 
woman I'm having sex with. But that doesn't negate the love that I have for previous women that I've dated because I love them for the human that they are. I love them for the things they taught me. I love them for the characteristics that they brought into our relationship that I may have adopted into myself. I love them for the way that they viewed the world. I, I love them for just an array of different things. So to make my answer as simple as possible, is just yes. Respect. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, we are human beings. We have feelings. We have emotions. So are we supposed to cut off the feelings that we have for one the minute that we feel is the same way for another woman. I don't, I don't get that. Um, now I don't know the intent behind the question. Is it whether or not, if it, if, if it is at face value or if there was a, uh, a meaning behind that question regarding any actions that men would take if they're in love with one and in a relationship with one and they still love another, and any actions would take place with, with another. Now, that's a whole different conversation. So I'm going to take it at face value. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, we, we have feelings. We have emotions. We're, we're human beings. I mean, we're not. I know the stereotype is men that we only want sex from women. I have feelings, too, damn it. Um, so <laughs> so, so my, my simple answer is yes. I don't know if there's anything else I can add to explain yeah, it beyond women that. think we we mad primitive man like yo it's just about all you want is sex all you want is sex well you know well i would i would give women the benefit of doubt that y'all got more to offer than just sex you know we might we might want conversation with one of just you know we might want to go to a, a sporting event with the other i don't know but they think that it's all about sex why does it why why do they think it's always about sex man as brothers, like, are we like these sexual beings and all? Like, we yes. just can't survive without yeah. sex. I mean, that's that's the stereotype. That's we that's, are right. It, it, that's it, the it conditioning. But I but I think it's a I think it's a mm, I think it's an insecurity thing, right? I I'm different in terms of uh, one one girl that I was dating. She said, um, "Hey, this is this is Chris. Chris and I used to date." um a year ago what's good chris right i'm still at the bar i said what's up to him do you want to drink because i'm getting everyone a drink and you're now in the group so i'm going to include you i don't i don't feel threatened by you you want to why because you're no longer in a relationship with the girl that i'm dating now if my girlfriend shows me that she still has something there and then i see actions as if she's trying to sustain what's there then that's a conversation that that she and i need to have I ain't got nothing against Chris, right? And so on the ride from the bar, she's like, oh, you and Chris really hit it off. So now you got a problem because I said, what's up to your ex, right? And it's just like, I don't, I don't really care who you dated, who you're talking, who you used to talk to. Like, I don't, I don't care about anything that happened before you and I, right? I, and her I, ex ain't know you had them hands anyway, so it didn't even matter. That part, right? I, just, I stay suited and booted, brother. Stay suited and booted. <laughs> Like Frank Lucas, I'm the American gangster in this bitch. Um, but just, just like having this conversation, like I don't really care. And so in terms of reciprocity, I need you to not to care about everything behind me, right? Did I love the girl that I was in a relationship before or with 
Did I love the girl that I was in a relationship with before you? Yes. Do I still have love for her? Yes. Am I still in love with her? No. It's two different things, right? I can have love for you. That doesn't mean I'm still in love with you. But also, it, it's, it would be real asinine to think that any human can instantly turn off emotions, feelings, or the, 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 the immenseness of love that we have for something else. It's, it's impossible for us to do this. We can say that this person is dead to me. I hate this person. But on the inside, your feelings don't always dictate your words, right? We suppress a whole lot of the stuff as men. You know, we, we don't talk about a lot of shit that the women talk about. But we as humans, it's virtually impossible for us to instantly turn off strong, deep emotions and feelings that we have for individuals. So it's dumb to say, oh, are you still in love with her? I, no, I, I'm not in love with her. Do I still have love for her? Then yes. Then yes, right? But it's like, am I comparing you to her? No, I'm, I, I have love for what we had, right? I, I have love for the experience that her and I shared. The experience is over. Let it go, right? And so I, I looking at the person that sent this question, um, I think it was a loaded question, but they didn't really type it the way they wanted to type it. And so therefore we're answering the way they answered. Um, can a man be in love with one person and then love another? So I'm just going to answer that question as a yes and keep it moving. That's fair. <laughs> that's, 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 Ditto. That, 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 that's a lot of experience. That's, that's a loaded question. question. Yeah, that's, <laughs> question man. that's fair too. Mike? Um... I'm gonna say yeah, and I think just to to not take it too far out of the frame of the question, but there's so like it's been spoken on already. There's so many different types of love. Like for me, I know um I have a huge population of women friends, like black women friends in my circle, um, of multiple age ranges, and to look at them and like admire them and respect them as women, as well as know that they are beautiful people makes me love them but not in the romantic way that I would want to sleep with them or I would want to like take them out on a date or something like that you know it's like a it's a mutual love and respect that you have for a person that um attracts you in a mental way um and I think I mean you you meet people in your life that that could very well be your soulmate it just it don't have to be romantically you know, like you could you can meet somebody that you have a strong emotional bond with, a strong platonic bond with, and they can be of the opposite sex, you know, and that's just how you guys relationship rock out. Like you will want that person to be around for the rest of your life because you because it is that person at the end of the day. It's not so much the fact that they represent as a female, you know. And um, as far as the emotional side go, yeah, you find a person that you want to be with. If polyamory is a thing. So, you know. It ain't my life, but it happens. People can do that if they want to. Yo, fellas, do you think we need to explain that shit, though? Like, Mike, what you just articulated so eloquently, man, like, I love, I have friends who are women of different age ranges, and I love them as human beings and as people. Because whatever they got going on in their life, I'm attracted to it and to them as a result. And I enjoy, I enjoy what they provide in my life and I enjoy being a part of theirs. Right. Do we, do we have to explain this shit like at, at the onset? 
I feel like you do, um, man. Like, like, yeah, we do. I feel like you do, because some people feel threatened, you know? And I, I think because of the fact that we don't have conversations with each other like this, it's the same. It rotates into the conversations we have with the women that we bring into our lives romantically. Like, we don't talk to them about this kind of stuff regularly. So you see this. So what she'll see is she'll see an attractive woman come into your life where she's staying, give you a hug, ask you how you're doing, look you in the eye, want to go out and get food with you, want to travel and, like, kind of just having a relationship with you. But that can be threatening to the the person that doesn't understand the nature of relationship. Like, y'all know my last relationship. Every woman <laughs> that wasn't my mama was a problem. And I had to deal with that, you know? Even if I didn't even have questionable relationships or just did questionable things, it's something that I kind of had to fight about just to kind of get them to, to see where I was coming from. Uh, I 100% agree um, with, with, with Brother Mike. You know, if anyone talks to me and, and if they ever ask me what's the most important thing in life, I will always say culture. And the reason why I say culture is because culture dictates how we act, dictates how we, re, we react, and dictates the way, the way we think. And so the way cult, our culture is set up today, um, we definitely have to explain our relationships with other women that we aren't romantically involved with because culture has told that woman, or if we were to flip the script, culture has told that man that the other person of our same gender is a threat to us in a relationship. Therefore, we should be on the defensive when we are being intimate with this person. But how dare I have the temerity to question a friendship that you have cultivated years prior to even meeting me. So I'm going to go on the limb and say, I trust you that you are, 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 are true to the agreement that we have come together. And I always say agreement because I know relationships have different nuances and then you have to look at the proclivities of the person that you're with. And um, so if you step out of outside of that agreement, then I will question it. But if you are uh, abiding by the agreement that we have previously, previously set uh, for this relationship, then, yo, if, if Ron is your friend, I fucks with Ron. If, if, if Kev is your friend, I fucks with Kev because I know that those boundaries are there. Temerity. I, I put that in the chat because <laughs> in the game recognized game podcast. Temerity. I said, oh shit, I heard that since I was studying the <laughs> GRE. Uh, excessive, <laughs> excessive confidence or boldness. And ev everyone audacity. Everyone, when you said it, everyone was like, okay. Temerity. That's right. <laughs> Educated brothers. Educated this, brothers on the game recognized game yo, podcast. This podcast not only expands your mind, it also expands your vocabulary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> we got some cold brothers on here tonight. You know I said, okay, temerity. Temerity, man. So we talked about recognizing certain things, you know, what we see when we're looking at women. Uh, we talked about former relationships, how they have impacted us. We talked about the case of the ex. We talked about 
Can I be in love and love and still have love for other people? So now I'm going to switch it to what makes a man cheat? Shit, man. <laughs> what makes a man cheat? Boredom? Boredom. Okay. You said we get three of these, right? Yep. Now, how many of these we get? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I, hey, I take, I take one for the team, man. We ain't gonna put nobody under this. No, I didn't say, I didn't say, have you cheated or True. why did you cheat? Yeah, don't intimidate see, that's yourself. Why, see, that, no, but that's why I jumped up and and, and said I was gonna answer this question first because I have no shame with my response. No, I, I got, do, I got an answer. I got, I do, I do, I, believe, I got one too. Go ahead. I do brother. believe that men cheat out of boredom. I think men cheat because there's a lot of women, like especially if, if, if a man's in a, a pretty good relationship, there are a lot of envious women out there. And they and I think it's a lot of women that really think like, yo, it's almost like a notch under their belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if I if I could get him to come with me, then yo, I got him. Or and then I got something over her for whatever reason. But I, I think, man, I think it could be as petty and as simple as yo, men are bored. Or it could be as sophisticated as, man, I'm not getting what I need from at home. And all points in between. I, I don't think it's like one reason or another. Okay. That's so, right. so look, I, I'm gonna answer that question too. You know, it's uh I'm gonna go with little Duval because black men don't cheat. That's what I understand. And uh, <laughs> but 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 with that being said, you know, I, I think Kevin is right, you know, it it can be all the way across the board on why one does what one does. I don't think that there's any given reason. There's nothing that, if, if a man gonna cheat, he gonna cheat. There ain't nothing you could have done to have stopped it. That's just what's gonna happen. But um, I don't think that in, in most cases, people go out with the audacity or, or the, or the this is what we I wanna go do. I'm not go, going out with that intention. I don't think anyone does that. Uh, you know, yeah, you we just gotta make sure. The blame game. We've got a we got a show called the Blame Game, Chad, and we talked about Kevin Hart on his documentary. And one mm -hmm. of the things that stuck out on the documentary is as far as the explanation and justification on him cheating on his wife was his boys went around. Exactly. So he ain't stopping. Like, dude, there ain't nothing that nobody could have done to stop you from doing what you was going to do. But you got to be mature enough to, you know understand that you know what I mean. And and here's the thing, man. Here's the thing that nobody wants to hear. I don't believe. No, no, no woman wants to hear about a man that they're dealing with. No, no man wants to hear about a woman that he's dealing with. And shit, y'all can get me a damn shot. But look, man, um, it's one of, one of those cases where, look, temptation is always there. At the end of the day, temptation is always there. You can be, you know, in a rock solid, steady relationship where nothing is wrong. This person is, meets all 10 criteria. But then here comes, you know, whomever it might be. And as I was saying earlier, at different parts of your life, not having to do anything with doing age, not having anything to do with whether you're married, single, or whatever, that person walks into your life and they are filling in those holes. Now, you may have, you know, an airtight relationship, but it's not quite airtight. There's a little, little hole someplace, and that person happens to fill that, that particular hole. And I think that, you know, on, on both sides, it's not a man thing or a woman thing. I think that it is more of a, as humans, we are flawed individuals. And as flawed individuals, you make 
uh, when you, you, you have to temper the choices you make. And we all had the propensity and the ability to make bad decisions. You just have to make sure that when you're in a relationship, you don't make that decision to step across that boundary. And, but I think that to, to put a, a, a reason why one does what one does, I think we just all had the propensity to do it. And it's a matter of trying to work within, you know, the confines of your relationship to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I, I don't think that there's any one reason why a man does what a man does or why a woman does what a woman does. It's just sometimes you, you don't, you either make the right choices or you make the wrong choices. And, you know, as humans, the wrong choices sometimes get made. It just, this is what it is. Um, absolutely. I, I'm, um, even though I agree with everything that the brother said before me, I'm just going to talk so I don't waste my little hand up. Um, I, I agree with Kev. I agree with Chad and, and Ron and Kev. I want to commend y'all brothers for knowing some, 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 some smart brothers because this uh, lexicon that we're throwing out here on this talk, it's, it, it's great. Uh, but you know, uh, just just for shits and giggles, somebody brought up the brothers. I remember uh, Bill Bellamy once said, the great Bill Bellamy in that movie said, uh, "Why would God give men all this sperm just to be with one woman?" I'm paraphrasing. I don't believe that, but um, I think men cheat for the same reasons that women or any gender gender identif gender identifying human cheats uh, and that can be because of a gamut of reasons like uh brother kev said it can be because she had a fat ass or it could be that this person is picking up where the person you are dating is lacking it could be boredom it could be for the sport it could be because you want to uh, feel like you are establishing dominance or, or asserting your masculinity. Um, I don't think that there is one true reason why men cheat. It's just, it's, it's, it's just part of the human experience as to why some people cheat and some people don't. And... Uh, Frankly, I think it's just a, 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 a terrible question that some people ask because their inability to be pensive, period. I, I, um, I horrible question, ladies. Horrible question. <laughs> Go ahead, KG. Because uh, I'm petty, my response is, why do women cheat? Um, I mean, opportunity presented itself, or it could be boredom, or it could be what has already been stated um and kevin you you mentioned it uh something that i was going to say which was uh some women want maybe want a notch on their belt because they see a good man in a committed relationship with a woman he's a good uh boyfriend fiance husband good father and they say i want him and I think it was Chris Rock back in the day said, women, no, men will say if, it, if his boy has a good woman with him, the man will say, I want a woman just like that. A woman will see her girlfriend 
in a relationship with the man and will say, I want him. Him. Yeah. And, yo, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. Yo. <laughs> um, and my mother told me this years ago. I don't even know. I was just watching the news and she just eating dinner and, and just eating dinner. And she was like, Kedrick, women are tricky. You know how I know? Because I'm a woman. And she just busted out laughing. And I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? I'm like 13. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Um, <laughs> and yo, bro, the crazy part is the woman came up with the term little fast-ass girls. <laughs> the woman came up with that. The woman came hey, up with that term. Hey, they, they, they know. So, I mean, I, I think the question should be why do people cheat? instead of why do men cheat because again it's going it's going back to the stereotype of all men cheat and black men don't cheat um and and so i think that should be the question i know that's not the question that the person asked so um that question some shit and i'm putting that on record why trash question yeah trash question straight up (laughs) straight up brother that that's fair and so i typically change the questions when i respond because a lot of the questions are like you're generalizing the whole entire group of individuals based on the ones you keep choosing to entertain. Right. And so why do people cheat? They cheat because they can. That's the simple answer. They cheat because they have options. They cheat because they haven't been communicating their needs or frustrations. They cheat because, um, they're not willing to wait for what they communicated they need to arrive, right? So if I tell you that um, I want you to ask me how my day is, right? I've had a rough day. When I come home, like, don't just start running off at the mouth and complaining about what you did. Like, shit, do you see me as a person, right? I don't really want to wait for you to, like, maturize that thought. And then, like, weeks later, you start asking me how my day is. When I get to the bar, the first person that sits down beside me was, oh, so, you know, how was your day? In normal conversation. So now all of a sudden, like Usher said, you got my attention. Now what you going to do with it? Right? And so I think, but then we have to define what does cheating consist of. And that another conversation for a, a whole nother month. We can't do it in a whole nother year. We can't do it in 2020. 2020 has been given too much we can't define cheating in 2020 because COVID-19 has changed what cheating looks like. Um, but I think it's because we can, right? As humans, we people cheat because they can. When it boils down to it, right? No, I'm not giving my significant other the my permission to cheat, right? But am I holding them accountable for what they, like, if they cheat, am I going to just brush it off? You know, what you permit, you promote. So if my significant other, she go out in these streets and she doing her thing and I don't address it and be like, yo, we got to redirection here and correction here. If we don't have that conversation, oh, well, she going to do her. I'm going to do me. Okay. Well, then y'all just going to be two cheating niggas together. (laughs) Right. It's just like, we got to hold each other. In the COVID, at the pool party, (laughs) on the beach, at the house party in the basement. Yeah, snapping it up, right? And 40 so like, niggas, no matter. <laughs> One death. Like, so just understanding the severity of this, this question, it gets convoluted with personal experiences because the question is not why do people cheat? 
why do I allow people to cheat on me in a relationship? I always you know, ask the question, like, what role did you play? Now, I'm not saying you are at fault or you're responsible, but asking yourself, could I have done something differently? Yeah. Could I have answered a question differently? Could I have listened more? Uh, they communicated that th this is what they need. Was I not willing to give them this? Or it's like, ah, did I not answer this question correctly? Not saying you're at fault, but also always asking yourself, what role did I play in this situation? And then being able to be done with the situation versus I forgive you. Absolutely. I don't, and, and you know, um, I spoke about culture and I think it's just, uh, it just echoes culture with the subcultures within our greater black culture that people don't want to be reflective and ask themselves those questions why did this person cheat on me? They would just say, because uh, for lack of a better expression, so-and-so is an ain't shit nigga. So-and-so is on that bullshit. So-and-so is whatever. Male, female, or farm animal, as humans, we need to ask ourselves, what is it about me that caused them to may want to? It could totally be that person and their bullshit and their mounting uh, 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 whatever, you know what I mean? I don't have the, I'm, I'm lacking the adjectives right now. But if we just take the chance to be pensive, ask ourselves the questions that we want to ask someone else, we will be able to have those questions. You ain't got to go to the next motherfucker that, to find your answer because the answers probably nine times out of 10 are within you. And you know what, I, just to echo one more thing here, man, I don't mean to belabor this point, but, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to this and, you know, sometimes uh, it's not, you know, you, you have to ask yourself that reflective question that says, all right, why, why did this happen? But sometimes you didn't do shit and sometimes that motherfucker just cheated. That's just, that's just what happened. And, you know, and it wasn't anything, and it wasn't anything against you. It wasn't anything against anybody else. It's just that shit happened and you know uh, you know that's it that's it there ain't nothing ain't, there ain't like big said ain't no more what there ain't no more to it you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> very true very true that's fair that's fair and 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 i i want to repeat my point that i said earlier just because you are reflective doesn't mean you're taking ownership of it right mm -hmm. they cheated on you in the relationship that doesn't mean like oh yeah it's my fault I caused it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, were there signs that you overlooked that revealed that this individual was potentially going to do X, Y, and Z? And then also thinking back, like, what role did I play? I remember my mentee, my mentor said this in, in one of my psychology classes in undergrad. What you aren't willing to do, someone is waiting to do. And Absolutely. so if you're, if you're in a relationship with someone and someone has communicated that this is a need, you have individuals be like, mm, I, I don't do that. I'm not doing that. And it's like, okay. But if I communicated it's a need, not necessarily a want, like this is a need of mine. This is a need in one of the facets of me. One of my dimensions, this thing is identified as a need. And if I don't get it here, I'm going to try to get it or I'm going to take it wherever people give it to me. 
I, I've, I've recognized this in my, in my life. Um, mm-hmm. The best way I can put it is Mike Jones. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all owe me. And uh, I think for fellas, since we're uh, an aggregate of, of, of men and we're, we're talking to men, that we should stay fat, be steadfast in our commitments to the relationships that we've been committed to. And I say that because as a filmmaker and, and some women see the levels that I have reached and see where I'm going, and they be in my DMs, they be in my text messages, they be wherever they think I may be and uh, coaxing me to do whatever it is that if I didn't have the level of success that I have and striving to have, I would never, I would never bite on that bait. And um, I, I think that's, that's, that's a topic too. Like the, 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 I don't want to necessarily say the caliber of woman, but you know, a woman that you may have been feeling who wasn't feeling you, now they see me, you know, my name on the screen, or they get word of the different things that I'm doing. And Shawty, I, I gotta go back to Shawty. Yo, Fred, but this is the thing though. Let me and let me ask you this question in that same train of thought, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a post, and the post said. Um, nobody cares about a black man unless he has money or status or influence. Um, I don't believe that because do my you mama think cared that do me. you think that's the ca- case? I don't believe that because my mama cared about me. Mm-hmm. And there were shouters that that fuck with me before I had the little status that I have now. Um, so I I I, I can't agree with that. But will what I will say is that the little tentacles that 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 brother may have had has stretched further to where there may be more shotters that will take a look at him that didn't necessarily take a look at him prior to whatever accolades that dude may have taken or, or may have achieved. So so let me let me throw something in here because I I, I hear that. Uh, but but do you think do you think that maybe it's the because you I mean I, I get it success allows you to do a lot of different things that being unsuccessful does not allow you to do and, and and money brings you the ability to do a lot of things and be a lot of places and do a lot of the things that you you didn't have the ability to do before you had that type of money or that type of success but do you just think that it's the damn it is such a rough way to put it um is uh, i'm lacking the words for it but do you think it's just like the not caliber of person that you're speaking with or the caliber of woman that you're dealing with just that different circle because you know when when i had 50 dollars that i could spend for the entire weekend that's uh you know i i'm, I'm in I, the places i go are contingent and have the people the same other people who can only spend 50 dollars for a weekend but when I go to a place where I can spend, you know, ten thousand dollars this weekend or twenty thousand dollars this weekend, it's a different type of woman, a different echelon type of woman, and the things that they enjoy and the things that I enjoy seem to be 
a lot more equal than the things that, you know, when I was striving with only $50, you know, the things where I'm spending, you know, acceptable amounts of money to do, those people that are around there enjoy the same things that I enjoy. They've reached the same level of success that I have. Do you, do you think it's, do you think it's the money that draws everyone in? Or do you think that you are just in like a different arena dealing with different people now? So um, let me preface in saying that I'm very careful when I try to use the term caliber because I yeah, truly believe- Yeah, it's like a better I, word, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you, bro. I, I truly believe no one human is better than the next. Uh, just because one person has more fiat and has a better credit score or whatever is better than someone else? No, I don't believe that. Uh, so when I say that, I'll go back to culture. I just, I'll just go back to culture. Our culture has instilled upon us that the more quote unquote successful this male or female or other is, it makes them more desirable. And I, I know from the women that I attempted to holler at in undergrad, from the women that I attempted to holler at post-undergrad, weren't feeling me until what I perceive as me being in the film industry now. They've seen the different things I've done. Now they may believe I'm a suitable mate or a suitable fuck buddy or a suitable whatever. I don't know what's really in in their mind when they made the decision to text me. I don't know what was in their mind when they made the decision to slide in my DMs or, 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 or what have you. But I, I, I will say that for me personally, this level of success that I've, I've achieved outside of the box of just a common person has caused women to literally, and I do not exaggerate, it'd be like, when are you gonna let me suck your dick? And, oh man, did we lose a brother? And so... Uh, no, no, I'm here, man, I'm here, sorry. Oh, oh okay. So, so I, I don't, I, I feel like a rabbit trail too far from the point that I was trying to make. No, 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 you're You're right on target. You're <laughs> yeah, right you're on right target there. because I do think like, when you have, when you reach a certain status of success or money or whatever, people look at you differently. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, and I I've guess where I was it. going with that conversation was, are you in the circles where people just do those types of things now when they didn't do them before? You know what I mean? The $50, the 50, and it's not caliber of person, you're right, but it's the, you're right. When you, when you have a certain, I like the term you use, when you have a certain fiat, and ability to do certain things. Oh, we I some bad that, brothers tonight. I, think, I, mean, I, I, I like this. I like not the car, not the car, not the car. Yeah, yeah. You have a certain fiat and the ability to do certain things. It, just, it, it allows you access that you didn't have before. And I think a lot of times it's just access. It, it, you, you're absolutely right. And, and, and that fiat, unfortunately, allows access, access, excuse me, to someone, a part of someone's humanity, which I feel like is, is, it's really wrong. So once again, Mike Jones back then, they didn't want me, now I'm hot that y'all on me. When all I had was two dimes to run, to rub together, you ain't fucking with me. 
But now that I'm five, six, seven figures, you're willing to give me a part of your being, your body. And I feel like that's misguided. I feel like that is so, it's so wild. And, 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 and you know, I, I don't say this to toot my own horn, but to give, uh, um, what's the word? Just to give an idea of where I am and the, and, and the career that I've chosen for myself. As a filmmaker, I've I've been I've, I've been cordial or I've recreated with <laughs> actresses. I am producers. using that one on Monday. <laughs> Etc. <Thursday. laughs> um, but to know that the women that I knew in undergrad when I was just fucking new killer, the Sigma running around campus 230 pounds. And now that I'm a hundred and maybe sixty pounds, taking care of my lo- taking care of myself, uh, 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 making films, and you see, I've gotten text messages of women be like, "Oh my God, I saw your name on the credits," and I'm like, "Hold up, you wouldn't talk to me back then when I was just a biology major at FAMU. Now you're texting me, and how the fuck did you get my number?" That's called and ingenuity, so- Fred. That's called ingenuity. <laughs> That's, that's utilizing your resources, which I am not bad at. But I'm just like, hmm, okay, okay, Shadi. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but I respect you as a human being. I'm not gonna talk ill about you, but I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm relating with the, with the woman that I'm relating with, and that's it. That's it. I feel like I've talked so much. I'm going to shut the phone. Relating. Hey, hey, relating. Relating and recreating. Recreating All right. and relating. <laughs> right. Yo, T-shirt, Brother J. Brother J, they own the listen, shop. Listen. Let, listen. Let's recreate and relate. When, when you, T-shirts. When you, happy hour. Don't be surprised when my camera comes on and I got it on my shirt. Let's recreate I'll, and I'll create. Give I'll, you I'll give you credit. This was, this was a joint effort. This was collaboration. This was synergy. This was synergy amongst the brothers. I do want I do want credit for at least put that shit on the shirt. Put that shit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait hello, Kills. I'm, I'm, I've seen the ins and outs of film. And so I'm just going to say, as a person who receives residuals, I want my points, brother. Fair. <laughs> fair. That's fair.